Wow. What a joy to worship our Lord that way. Pastor Josh, worship team, thank you so much. What a joy. I'd like you to imagine with me, just for a few minutes, the Christmas story from the perspective of the angels. You know, usually we hear the story and we hear about the Magi and their trip and worshiping the Lord Jesus, or we hear about the shepherds and the angels appearing to them and the shepherds going to see the baby. And Maybe we hear the story from Joseph and Mary's standpoint and how they traveled and looked for a place to stay and were having trouble finding a place to stay. And You might even hear a story from the vantage point of the innkeeper, even though the innkeeper is actually never mentioned in Scripture. But I thought, let's look at the story from an angelic perspective from the host of heaven. And sometimes they're in our Christmas pageants, but they play a minor role. Uh, They might be played by a cute but fidgety kid that has some wings strapped on their back and maybe a crooked little halo. And and when we see the nativity set, we usually like to have an angel there, but they're usually quiet and we don't think much about what they're doing. But tonight, I'd like us to think about Christmas from the perspective of the angels. And I guess we should start with defining what an angel is. Because an angel is not your disembodied loved one who's passed on. An angel is a special creation of God, a special species created before man and woman were created. In fact, we're told in Scripture that they sang as God was creating the world and creating us. And right now, they are higher than us, but someday we will be higher than they are. The angels were there and they were created to to serve God and to do His wishes. And they were there when God created man and woman and they saw it. And they saw the fall of mankind when man rejected God's plan and fell into sin and plunged the earth literally into ruin and destruction. And they were waiting and waited for more than 4,000 years to see how God would fix the problem. You see, angels are really smart, but they're not all-knowing. They don't know everything. They don't know the future any better than you and I do, unless God tells us what the future is. And so they're looking to see how God is going to solve the problem of man's sin and separation from God. And so they look, and they're curious And they watch to see how God is going to rescue us. We know that they're curious creatures because the Bible tells us so. And I'd like to use a passage of Scripture that you probably have never heard preached at Christmas. But it's still a Christmas passage. It's in 1 Peter chapter 1 starting in verse 10, and we have to go all the way to verse 12, and the key verse is at the end of 12, but we need to see the whole picture. And Peter writes and says, as to this salvation, meaning as to the rescue of mankind, the prophets, the Old Testament prophets, who prophesied of God's grace, His unmerited favor, His undeserved favor, they preached of it, that would come to you. They, these prophets, made careful search and inquiry, seeking to know what person, in other words, who would be the rescuer, we know it's Jesus, 
What time? We know it was the first century A.D., but they didn't. The Spirit of Christ within them was indicating, as he predicted the suffering of Christ, the death of Christ on the cross, and the glories to follow, that he would be raised from the dead. It was revealed to them, these prophets, that they were not serving themselves, but you in these things which now have been announced to you to those who preach the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit. And here's a little phrase that's sort of added as an addendum. Things into which angels long to look. Well, as is my habit, I had to see what it said in the Greek when it says long to look. And my Greek dictionary said that word long to look in the Greek means to bend over at the waist or to bend your head to look. And it says here that the angels, as if bending over from heaven, are looking down to earth to see how God is going to rescue us from our sin. They've been waiting to find out how God is going to fix everything. Curious angels, peering down from heaven, seeing creation, seeing the fall and now seeing the rescue. But the angels actually played a part in the rescue, and we tend to forget that. You see, it was an angel by the name of Gabriel who told a teenage girl by the name of Mary, literally, where babies come from. (laughs) At least where her baby would come from. In Luke chapter 1, verse 35, this angel Gabriel says to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you and for that reason the Holy Offspring shall be called the Son of God. And this angel Gabriel, Gabriel, who was handpicked by God, revealed to Mary the plan for rescuing mankind. It involved a teenage girl a miraculous pregnancy, a holy offspring who is the Son of God, coming to rescue mankind. And this angel Gabriel brought that message. You might find it interesting to know that our English word angel comes from the Greek word angelos. And angelos just means messenger. And so angels are messengers. And this angel Gabriel came with the message of the rescue. And then it was an angel who went to Mary's fiance. Scripture calls him a husband because once they were engaged, during that engagement period, they were considered husband and wife, but they didn't sleep together for a year because they wanted to make sure that the girl was a virgin. And lo and behold, Mary turns up pregnant during this waiting period. Joseph, being a godly man, felt he needed to quietly divorce her and put her aside. And he would have ruined God's rescue plan for all of mankind. So a messenger shows up, an angel. He tells Joseph, this baby is from the Lord. He will rescue mankind. And then after the baby's born, Satan 
inspires King Herod to destroy the rescue plan by destroying the rescuer, the baby Jesus. And Herod has a plan to kill every baby boy two years old and younger in the city or town of Bethlehem and the surrounding area to make sure that he kills the baby Jesus. And that would ruin the plan to save mankind. But once again, an angel shows up in a dream and speaks to Joseph and says, you need to hightail it out of here with the baby and go to Egypt. And Joseph does. And the angel helped rescue man's rescuer when he was a baby. When Jesus grew up, he became a young man sometime in his 30s. The culmination of the rescue of mankind begins to happen. And the angels watch. And Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's being betrayed. And he says, I could call six legions of angels, 72,000 angels. I could call them right now, and they would save me from the crucifixion. But he didn't. And the angels watched as a rescuer was nailed to a cross for your sins and mine. And they peered down from heaven, curious to know if they would be called to rescue him. And they were not called. And Jesus died for your sins. And he died for my sins. But he didn't stay dead. He rose from the grave. He conquered death. He paid for our sins. But how could we know? Well, an angel came. And the angel pushed away the stone on the tomb. Not to let Jesus out. He was already out. He just walked right through. It was to let us in. And when Jesus' disciples, some women that loved him dearly, showed up, it was an angel who shared the plan has succeeded. He has risen from the dead. You have been rescued. And it was an angel who first heralded that message. Someday Jesus will return to take us to be with him forever. And the scriptures tell us that when Jesus comes back at his second advent, we will hear the voice of the archangel announcing the return of Jesus Christ. All hail King Jesus. And it will be an angel, a messenger of God, who calls it out. From literally the beginning of man until the culmination of our rescue to be with Christ forever in heaven, the angels have been watching and learning. And I would think hoping to see how you and I will respond to the gospel message. And right now, There are angels watching. They're curious. And I need to ask you, have you opened the Christmas gift that has your name on it? It's free, but you have to open it. And it is the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, who died for us and rose from the dead. And angels are watching to see if you'll open your present already. I'd like to ask you to pray with me, but still listen. 
because this is a private thing between you and God and I guess the angels who are watching. With your heads bowed so you can have a private moment, if you're here and you've heard that you have a present, but you've never opened it by asking Jesus Christ to come into your life to save you, to wash away your sins, and to give you eternal life. If you've never asked Him to do that in come into your life, I urge you right now to cry out and say, Lord Jesus, please save me. And the angels are watching, and Jesus will answer, and He will save you and forgive your sins, past, present, and future, and take you someday to go to be with Him. Lord Jesus, we are so grateful to You that You became a man so that we could relate to You, so that we could be saved, and we could spend eternity with You. We love You, Lord Jesus. We exalt Your name. We praise You, and we thank You. All hail King Jesus. Amen. Would you stand with us as we sing um, Angels We Have Heard on High? And I remind you that we sing Gloria in Excelsis Deo, which means glory to God in the highest. I'd like to close with a, a benediction before you leave here tonight. And this is from a passage in the book of Romans, chapter 15, verse 13. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. We want to thank you for celebrating Christ with us tonight, being here with us. Um, God bless you. And have a Merry Christmas.